Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with Ethical Dilemmas with Apologetically Me. This was inspired by the book How to Be Perfect. But before we begin, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. So I actually sent this to Maggie, but then she didn't read it fast enough. So I was like, you know what? We're filming oh, tomorrow. Shit. I'll just I'll just <laughs> save it. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> so basically, I was at the gym yesterday and I had just finished doing something. And like one of the people who works at the gym comes up to me. Um, she introduces herself. She's like, I am the fitness manager here at gym I go to. Um, which is also the same gym that Maggie had that terrible experience in. Just, it's a franchise. She's like, you, like, you always, like, work really hard and everything. Like, do you design your own programs? And, like, I got really defensive because, like, one, I don't talk to people at the gym. And two, I just don't have, like, a great experience with personal trainers there. So I was like, um, yeah, sort of. Why? And she's like, have you, like, ever considered, like, being a PT, like, a personal trainer? And I was like, uh, and she's like, are you employed right now? I was like, oh, I'm doing my PhD. And she's like, oh, and what? And she's like, I was like, oh, in computer science. And she's like, well, like, anyways, just like take it as a compliment then. Like, I always see you working like super hard and you seem to really know what you're doing and everything. And I asked her about like, like, what would I need? So I was like, like, would I need a PT license? And she was like, yeah, but like, insert gym would help you along the way. It's like, pretty easy it's like three days of training plus like a few exams so realistically i could have gotten it within a week and this is important because <laughs> if we remember the story that maggie told two weeks ago about the person that said that was going to change her life like he could have just had literally one week of experience of training like yes you have to upkeep it and you have to do like maybe additional trainings like yearly or whatever but still like that is such a low barrier of entry for like a personal trainer wow only a week of training i did read somewhere that the entry to be a pt at our gym is very very low so i guess this lines up um that's a compliment on one hand kind of like a compliment um i'll take it i guess but on the other hand um no offense to the other trainers but seeing the quality of training that they have provided i do not think i'd ever sign up for a personal training at the gym that we both go to um just really bad form yikes like you yeah. see from the pts or like the clients of the pts from the clients that the pts are training oh and like they don't correct them yeah, they like they really don't like I mean, when they do like stretching and mobility stuff, it's usually okay. But when they're doing any kind of like, um, like, squatting in particular, it seems like we like, well, I see a lot of like imbalances, where like, they, they squat like crookedly, like one side is like higher than the other. So like their hips are like shifted when they squat, or they don't even reach like a 90 degree angle on their squat. They reach like a 45. So it's like they're bending their legs a little bit and then coming back up. But like the PT doesn't say anything and adds on additional weight. And it's like, if she, said person can't even do it at the bar weight like why are you pushing them to put on even more weight which like with like such bad form yikes um will you be my pt like how am i supposed to know that 
Jordan has literally was like, he was like, you should do it. And then I could expense you. (laughs) (laughs) Cute. Yeah. Um, He was like, you should just do it and get them to pay for like the license and everything and then like leave. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a clause in there that would be like, (laughs) if you leave. (laughs) Nice try though, Jordan. Yeah. Nice try. Nice try on trying to get me employed. (laughs) (laughs) He's so desperate. He just wants it for himself. Yeah, it's like, I know what you're doing. It's all about you. <laughs> I like it. I mean, that's very, very flattering of them. Yeah. But on the other hand, the quality isn't great. So it's like, what am I really, what am I really up against here? But like, at least you think I'm fit enough to be a PT. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, like, no shade to her. Like, I, I feel kind of bad that I was so awkward about it because I had not talked to anyone for a couple of days. I don't know how to interact with people at the gym because I'm very like isolated, don't talk to me kind of mood. So like, I thought about it afterwards and I was like, oh, I could have been a little bit nicer. So no shade on her. I'm happy, like, I'm happy she, ta- like, approached me and talked to me and everything because now we can throw additional shade onto Dobby. Dobby. <laughs> yeah, now it all truly aligns. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyways, what's your update? Uh, My update is uh, I've been having kind of a wonky week. I mean, I'm, I'm not fully recovered from COVID, I guess. Uh, I was just asking Wanda before we started, like, if she still felt groggy, and she said yes. And I was like, ugh, I've been off my game. I feel like I've been losing muscle weight. Um, I'm sorry, I've been, see, my words are also all jumbled too. I feel like I haven't talked to anyone in years, even though like I still talk to people. It's just like things in my head get all jumbled or like things come out jumbled. Uh, And I'm still tired all the time. I have, I get random headaches, but I think that might be the humidity. Uh, And I feel very run down. Like I don't feel 100%, which sucks. Um, and I feel like my routine is off, but I'm hoping to get back into it. We will see. Thoughts and prayers for me, everyone. Like before, I was like, oh, maybe I just haven't talked to people a lot, which is why like my words aren't coming out properly. But now that I, now that you say this, I'm like, is this a long COVID symptom? And now I'm concerned. I think it might be because even like when I work for my mom, like it's like second nature to me. Like everything just comes out. Like I don't even have to think about it. But like when yeah. I was working for, her, I was like, wait, that didn't sound right. Like I keep like messing up my words, like stumbling over everything. And I was just like, oh, is it just because I've been locked away for so long? But no, I think it's a COVID thing. Yikes. Yeah. Do you still get like jumbled over your words? Or are you okay now? No, I like literally this has been a thing that's been happening like very, very recently where I'm like, I know the word for this. It's like, and it's like not the word that comes out or like I'm talking and then I just trail off because I can't finish my sentence. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I understand that. Um, I also get like very overheated doing like the simplest of tasks now. Um, so that's not great. I feel like maybe it's my cardio. Uh maybe it's covid i know i don't know i need to push myself a little bit more but i just keep lying down and taking naps honestly like do whatever your body is telling you to do my body's telling me to stop dying my fitbit thinks i'm dead once again (laughs) it's like beeping it's like dead (laughs) dead dead. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, that's it for my update. Uh, hopefully things get better. I'm hoping to push myself to, to work out. Uh, I've been eating very clean though. Actually, mm, we got waffle yesterday and then Nick wouldn't let me get ice cream today because he's like, we just had a waffle. Like, why do you need more ice cream? And I was like, yeah, okay. It was waffles and ice cream. It was waffles and ice cream. I did get a stomach ache. But it was worth it. It was a congratulations waffle. It was a congrats for his promotion. Yeah. Yes. Apparently, we need an occasion to eat ice cream now. Yeah. I mean, it's a good excuse. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. Okay. Who's your beef or crush of the week? So I guess I have one and then an honorary mention crush of the week. So I got a new lid from Hydro Flask because... I found that the lid that it usually comes with is like a screw top, right? And the mouth of the hydro flask is just like so big. So like I found that whenever I drink water, I would end up pouring it on myself constantly. Um, so I decided to get like a sip lid, which is one of those like you can twist and turn it to be like um, open or close and stuff. So I thought like sipping it would be better because I read that if you drink from straws, like you can, it could lead to bloating. Um, I don't know if that's actually true. I read it in like one article and I never like looked into it anymore but anyways ever since I got the lid it's been like kind of spilling from like everywhere and I don't know if it's like me or the lid um so Jordan was like why don't you just like submit a claim and see what they would do for you so I like submitted a like claim on hydroflask like I would send a picture and then I kind of wrote what was wrong and stuff and I got no reply for a couple of days but then yesterday I got a shipping confirmation that they're sending me a new lid so i didn't even have to prove anything um uh they didn't really talk to me at all which is like fine with me they just they're just sending me a new lid for free yay <laughs> maybe yeah, like, it's I mean, just like a common problem where they're like we don't even want to deal with this just take the new lid yeah i mean it's like a 12 12- $13 lid, which mm-hmm. is like probably even cheaper for them to manufacture. Hmm. That's strange because like, so my water bottle I got at Costco and it's like a ripoff of Hydro Flask. Um, and I had gotten Nick one for Christmas and like the lid came broken and like notified them and it was like really long back and forth. Like, oh. like I had to show proof and everything and I had to be like, what day do you purchase this? So was the receipt. And I was like, uh, well, I le- we literally just opened this. So that's interesting. That Hydro Flask, I guess more expensive, but they really do not care because you're paying for it. Yeah. It, it did say lifetime warranty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like manufacturing defects do happen because apparently the main issue is like a gusset, gasket. I don't know exactly but like if there's any like little bit thing wrong with how it's like made like it could lead to leaking Mm. um so i guess it's something that could like i don't know maybe it's just it was probably cheaper just to send me a new one honestly but i'm now even happier i kind of invested in a hydro flask Mm -hmm. because okay well like i paid like four times the amount that you did but you know customer service (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly zero interaction with people that's what you pay for exactly you know what yes like the richer you get (laughs) the less you have to interact with people you just get things your way that's how it should be exactly um my honorary mention is jordan because 
I kept on joking that when he went to Berlin, he should bring me back Haribo like gummies. And I didn't think he actually would because I wasn't really that serious. But then he surprised me with multiple packs of gummies, which he brought black licorice. Um, I don't like black licorice and he likes it. So a little bit skeptical about who that one was for. <laughs> it's for and the sour watermelon, share, right? <laughs> yeah. It, which is like, I'm like, why didn't you give it to me earlier? Like you saw me a few days ago, like, and I was like, did you want to share these? Is that why you gave them to me now? And he's like, yes. Which like, whatever. He's a bigger gummier person than I was. And he also got me the shirt. It says Aww, Berlin. Cute. It does say established one like 1237 and i don't know if that means like berlin was established in 1237 <laughs> because that doesn't seem like that long ago don't question it it's okay <laughs> but i'm like oh, did this company get established in 1237 <laughs> i don't know berlin the company yeah exactly maybe it's like the hudson's bay company you know like in canada mm -hmm. yeah but yeah, super appreciative of him for that. Oh. He did try to find diet Haribo gummies like really hard. He was like, I just couldn't find them. I looked for them everywhere. And I'm very thankful for that because those are laxatives. <laughs> You're very thankful like he couldn't find them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because he would have just bought all like diet gummies and I wouldn't be able to eat any unless I was like looking for a bad time, I guess. Uh, I'm... I guess I've never really had a diet gummy. I've only had those, like, uh, the ones you recommended, the Coke, or the, what are they called? It's gummy Sweet Smart. Zeros? Smart, Smart yeah. Sweets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I've read a lot of testimonials about the bathroom-inducing effects oh of my. eating diet Haribo gummy bears. Oh, my. Um, Which is probably why they don't sell them anymore. <laughs> Anyways, what's your beef or crush of the week? I guess my crush slash love is the Kardashians. It's very complex. Okay, let me explain. So it's very addicting watching that show. Like, I can't look away. And then when I watch it, they like try to do this weird thing where they humanize them, where it's like Chloe has like so much anxiety and she's like, every time I post, I get like ridiculed every time I'm on anywhere. Like, social media is so scary. And like, she seems like so real and stuff and then like you you remember like who, who she is as a person as a third party person when you're like looking on your phone and you see how much she touches up her pictures and endorses things like flat tummy teeth and stuff like that and you're like hmm you kind of suck like i get it she's like promoting stuff to make money but it's like you still kind of suck like you didn't have to do that um or how like kim seems like she's so she seems like so attention to detail, so study, very studious, like very hardworking, which like maybe she is. But then like, once again, there's like that other interview where she's like, nobody wants to fucking work these days. Get off your ass and just work. And that's like, how like blind and ignorant can you be to like the reality? Um, and Courtney, she and Travis seem kind of sweet, but then it's like they're groping each other and like making out in front of their kids, in front of the public. Like, it's very uncomfortable. Um, they look like they're having sex in public, and it's just like, I'm not a prude. I just don't think you should do that. I, I just think it's like, uh, yeah, not appropriate for the public. 
anyways, that's my really weird, complicated relationship with them. I've been talking about them, like, kind of all week to Nick, and he was like, I thought we were going to watch it together. Why do you binge watch it? I don't think he would enjoy it. Uh, when he saw, like, I think he saw bits of an episode, um, and he was like, wow, you're right. This is, like, kind of hot garbage. Like, you can't look away. And I was telling him the stuff that Kanye was doing, and he was like, that's kind of weird. I need to watch this. I find, like, most of it I don't find very interesting, so I do fast forward quite a bit through the show. Mm, yeah. I think I was uh, building my Legos, so I wasn't, like, really paying attention. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. Very weird. That's, like, how you should watch it. Like, <laughs> that's how you should consume that. Yeah. <laughs> like, doing something else. Like, don't pay attention to it exactly mm -hmm. and then you can like look in when it's like oh interesting and then look away <laughs> yeah um they have like very petty dumb fights um yeah just don't love it yeah but i also <laughs> enjoy it like you have to remember they're executive producers on the show as well like mm -hmm. they do have like a little bit of a final say on like what goes on like they might get overruled at times which like courtney kind of did touch on and talk about mm -hmm. um in like a later episode so it's like of course they're gonna try to show like the best sides of themselves but at the same time they are human so like they like i think it's okay for like chloe to both be insecure and have anxiety but also be promoting like skinny tees and touching up her like pictures and stuff like multifaceted people even though some people would not think so or say so yeah that's a very good point um i still don't like that i think um i don't know i think it just sends a bad message like she's all about like body positive body positivity like her good american brand showing like all types of bodies and sizes and stuff and i think it doesn't send a great message that you know she's endorses skinny teeth like it's very like conflicting things like, and at the end of the day, she's in it for the money. Yeah. And this is something, uh, an ethical thing that we might talk about a little bit later in the episode. Nice. Cool. That's it for my beef slash crush. Also, honorary mention to Kathy. She just graduated and she was called to the bar. She's officially a lawyer. Woohoo! Wow. So much good news. Congrats, Kathy. Yay. Congratulations. Moving on to Ethical Dilemmas, inspired by Michael Shore's How to Be Perfect book. Um, disclaimer, I have not completely finished reading this book, but Michael Shore is a legend. He produced um, that show The Good Place, The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, Parks and Rec. Rec. Yeah. He needs one more. One more to collect the fist. The gauntlet. The gauntlet. <laughs> Um, yeah. So his book does actually. You can do a better deep dive because I didn't finish reading it. Give a TLDR of what it is to the readers. It explores moral philosophy and ethics. It does not tell you how to be perfect. Dang it! Why do I even want to try reading it? I was hoping there'd be some kind of like TLDR or final conclusion at the end, but I think it's more of just like a choose your own path kind of thing. Do hmm. your best. Hmm. How did you find the book overall? I think it was interesting. Like reading the book has made me want to be a better person. So one of the things that 
I consciously think about now is returning shopping carts. Even though I always return shopping carts anyways, it's just one of the things that I consciously think about now. Um, the other thing is now, like, for some reason, I want to go give blood. So that is one of my date ideas for Jordan and I, to Aww. go give blood together. That is sweet. Yeah. Also, very interesting. I kind of don't remember much from the book. Like, he does go into the philosophies of multiple different philosophers, but I don't remember what each one really says. I remember the names. I found okay, so I only read like the first couple chapters and I felt like it was very long-winded I guess like he like kept quoting stuff and like he <laughs> does his like little side bits which are funny um but yeah at the end of the day I'm like hmm this is very long maybe I should try the audiobook yes I think with all celebrity books I think it's much better when you hear them read it and like because that's how they kind of intended it to be taken mm -hmm. like um, the, the inflections in their tone exactly and in this book in particular he does get characters from the good place Aww. that like comes in and like voices like certain people yay yeah okay but anyways like you don't need to read <laughs> the book for any of this um i'm going to go through a variety of like ethical dilemmas some might not be so much of an ethical dilemma, um, but others are. Most are inspired by the book. Some are my own thoughts. Apparently, Maggie has never really been asked about ethical and moral dilemmas for some reason. I asked myself, and then I'm like, yeah. oh, got a note out of that one. <laughs> Which is weird, because she, like, she's very much a what-if type of person. Like, what if you, like, I... I lose my legs and you have to wear me as a backpack or whatever. <laughs> yes, I do enjoy asking those types of questions. I just don't like when people ask me those types of questions. Okay, well. Okay, so the first thing we're going to start off with, the very common, the things that most philosophers are tired of hearing, which is the trolley problem. And so the first version of the trolley problem is there's a trolley coming down the tracks and ahead there are five people tied to the tracks and un are unable to move. The trolley will continue coming and will kill the five people. There's nothing you can do to rescue the five people, except that there is a lever. If you pull the lever, the train will be directed to another track, which is one person tied to it. You have two choices. Do nothing and the five people will die, or pull the lever and save the five people, but that one person will die. What would you do? Ugh. I remember from The Good Place, Chidi had also suffered with this question. Um, like, logically, I guess my first instinct is, oh, kill the one person. But then, I'm like, oh, shit. What if the one person is someone I knew, right? In this situation, they're all strangers. All strangers. Ugh. I feel like that makes me a murderer still, That to say, like, that one life is less than five lives. Um, but I also don't want to think too much of it because I'll get a headache and I already have one. So I'm just okay, gonna kill. The one. <laughs> I'm gonna kill the one person. So you're gonna actively make the decision to pull the lever. Right now, it's headed to the five people. Uh... But by not doing anything, I'm a murderer, anyways. No. Well, not really. If I'm just well, like this is, letting the train. If I'm just letting the train hit those five people, 
Well, I'm hoping the first one will like take most of the blow, and like the other four people will be they able to die. Oh, stop like trying to like uh, rationalize your way out of this. They all die. <laughs> okay, my answer for now is I'll I'll just I'll kill the fir- the one person. Okay, so you will pull the lever to kill the one person. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, like, that is the answer that most people say. But I was thinking about this before we started filming. And I think I would just let it kill the five people. um, Mostly for selfish reasons to myself, which is, like, if I pull the lever and kill that one person, I would probably have more anxiety over it. And it would keep me up at night because I would feel like I actively murdered one person versus, like, just letting it kill five people. I mean, five people die every single day without my intervention. Mm. So... That's how I rationalize it. But most people do go with the um, kill the one person situation. That makes sense. And I also want to say you're a coward for doing that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) By standing. (laughs) Okay. So situation number two. There is a trolley coming down the tracks and ahead there are five people tied to the tracks and are unable to move. The trolley will continue coming and will kill the five people. However, in this situation, you are standing on a bridge above the train tracks and you can see the train coming. There's a man standing next to you who is enormous and heavy that if he places himself in front of the oncoming train, it will hit and kill him, but the train will stop. So you have two choices. Do nothing and the five people will die or push the big guy down the bridge. He will be killed, but will stop the trolley and save the five people. What would you do? I don't know if I'm strong enough to push, like, a really big guy. Yeah, you are in this situation. Oh. Adrenaline kicks in. This one's, like, so much worse. This one is, like, you're legit a murderer for this one. Um, yeah, and you call me a coward on the last one, so let's see. <laughs> okay, that one was just a lever. This one, mm, no, you're right. Uh Man, you bring up a good point. Like, what were those five people even doing there? They probably deserved it. Like, all five of you got kidnapped and tied to a train? Like, really? You are probably all part of the cartel. Um, you know what? No, I don't think I could push the guy. You're right. Like, that, that whole thing, like, it haunt me. Because now I'm putting in yeah. way more considerable effort. And, yeah. <laughs> to push an enormous man from a bridge to his doom... Let's say it's, like, not that hard. Like, let's say he's, like, really leaning over the edge. And you just, like, if you just, like, lightly tap him, he'll fall over. No. Does that make it any better? No. Okay. Something about it being unconsensual and, like... The first one's unconsensual, too. <laughs> yeah, but, like, he he had to accept that he was going to die. That guy standing next to me was just, like, I'm just going to stand next to this girl. She seems nice. She wouldn't kill me. That's where you're wrong, bucko. Never <laughs> let them know your next move. Exactly. <laughs> Women can be murderers too. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I would just let the five people die at that point. Yeah. What about yeah. you? And like, yeah, same. Like, I I mean the first one, like literally less commitment. I would still let the five people die. <laughs> but yeah. so like it yeah. But like mm-hmm. again, most people choose what you said. And like In the second situation, it's technically the same thing. You're, like, sacrificing one person to save five. 
Um, yeah, what do most people choose for that one? Uh, they choose to let the five people die. Uh, I'm a basic bitch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it, like, it makes sense. Like, it, just, like, mm-hmm. thinking about it, like, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Okay. This one's kind of like a playoff of the trolley problem. It's called the baby problem. You, your baby, and your entire townspeople are being chased by this band of bad people who will kill you if they all find you. Kill you all if they find you. All of you decide to hide in the secret place and are silently waiting for the bad guys to move away. However, you know that your baby will cough and the band will hear him. Then they will find you, your baby, and the townspeople and kill all of you. So you have two choices. Kill your baby and save yourself and the entire town. Or let your baby cough and get yourself, your baby, and the entire town get killed. Oh my god, kill my baby? I mean, you don't have to choose that option. I feel like I'd have to. Like, or else I'd get an entire town slaughtered. Like, I could just make another baby. Hmm. Funny, that exact same thought I had. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, like... You know what? Babies die of SIDS all the time. But also, like, oh, you just spent like nine months in labor getting fat, getting saggy boobs, pushing something out of your vagina just to suffocate it. Bad time to get Wait. pregnant. That's my own fault. How about I kill myself and the baby? Yeah, you could do that. Okay, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, nothing's stopping, like, once you kill the baby, nothing's stopping you from killing yourself at the same time. Yeah, that's the only option. What about you? Yeah. I think I would kill the baby. It would be, I haven't really bonded with it. I mean, like, I know mother's instinct is supposed to kick in and everything, but again, I haven't, like, if it was, like, a 12-year-old, I might have a little bit of reservation and have to think about it a little bit longer, but if it was just, like, a straight baby who can't understand that we're in serious trouble, one's like kind of the if you know someone on the trolley thing like does it like how Mm. would you but i think it's kind of different because it's like if i knew like let's say like we imagine the trolley problem but like the one person is someone you know um depending on how like good my relationship with them i would not hesitate for a second to kill five people Mm. so five people or jordan yeah i'd kill five people easy i kill 10 people no one even asked you to kill 10 people you're like yeah yeah, i'll do it (laughs) yeah don't worry like i got this like there's two trolleys right (laughs) um okay so next one is the prisoner's dilemma which is like pretty common like you've heard of it before right give me a recap okay sure you are a member of a gang and you have been arrested with another member of your gang both of you are confined away from each other and you have no way of communicating with the other member The police does not have enough evidence to convict both of you with major charges and instead offers you and the other member a bargain. You have two choices. You can remain silent or betray the other member and testify that he has committed the crime. So there's three outcomes of this. If you betray the other member and he remains silent, you will be set free and he will serve three years in prison. But this also works vice versa. If you remain silent and he betrays you, you will serve three years in prison. If you betray the other member and he betrays you too, you both serve two years. If you and the other member both remain silent, you both only serve one year of prison. What would you do? Oh, I remember this. Game theory. Um, Yeah. I think I would remain silent. Hmm. Is the other gang member my friend? 
Yeah, that's the other, like, when I read this question, I was like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, what if, like, how well do I know them? Like, are they yeah. a stitch? Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if it's a random, like, I'll, ooh, but I'm in a gang, right? Let's, yeah. Yeah, if I say anything, they'll probably kill me either way. So I guess better to Let's say they silent. don't. Well, like, the other person will find out that I snitched. Look, how come he was in jail and you're not? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes back out of jail. And it's like, come on. Like, I'm going to kill you now. Yeah, I think so I remain not. silent. Yeah. You... you know, like, as a gang member, one year of prison is, like, mm, not so bad. Nothing. Well, yeah, it's I, like we can't say that because, like, we've never been to jail before. <laughs> But like, but, like, as a gang member. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm going to assume all gang members, like, have served time. Wow. What a stereotype. <laughs> I don't know what gangs do, but it sounds illegal. <laughs> okay. Um. So now we're going to move on to some, like, less, I guess, like, typical ethical questions. Um. So, would you tell your friend's boyfriend, we're not as close to as you are with your friend... That your friend is cheating on them. Ooh. I'm not that close to the boyfriend. Yeah. But I'm close to my friend. But they're cheating on their boyfriend. Yes. Oh, I really don't like getting involved in other people's relationships. But like... Hmm... How close of a friend are we talking? Let's say you saw me in Vegas cheating on Jordan. Would you oh. say something to Jordan? Like asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'd like to think I would say something to Jordan because, like, I like Jordan. He's a good guy. Um, and I thought, like, you were good, too, until you did him dirty. And you, like, kind of betrayed me, too, by showing me who you are as a person. Um, like... Ideally, I would say I would, but like realistically, I'll probably be like, oh, I can't do it. I don't want to do this. So no. Uh, probably no. At the end of the day, oh, no. Okay. I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> like it feels wrong. <laughs> it feels wrong. Like I don't, I don't know what I would do in the spur of the moment. Like I feel like I probably would. But, like, I could see myself talking myself out of it. What about you? What do you do? This one's hard. Because it's like, my loyalties lie with my friends. But yeah. then at the same time, it's like, hmm, what if, like, eh, well, it, like, do I like those boys? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I might do the whole, like, I will talk to the friend and mm. be like, hey, if you don't say anything, I will. You have until the end of this week yeah That's and it's good. like you don't really really want to associate with people who are chronic cheaters anyways yeah because i feel like if you cheat then it's like you're kind of a bad like i don't know you could be a bad friend like what else have you lied about what else have yeah. you been deceptive about but yeah. really again, makes you yeah. think mm -hmm. yeah. but like i really don't like getting involved in relationships because then it's like she's just saying that because she's jealous and she's always wanted you or Yikes. like the proof or something like that and i'm like oh god i know yikes 
I don't want any of yeah. this. That is, like, if, if you had a friend like that, that'd be terrible. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Um, so going back to the earlier thing of um, kind of the Khloe Kardashian thing. So do you continue listening to your favorite artist, Taylor Swift, after you find out that they're involved in some shady shit? Oh. Uh, how shady are we talking about? Like, drugs? No, like, criminal enterprise. Like, people are being harmed? Yes. Oh, then no. Okay, what is your threshold? Uh, I don't know, actually. I would have to test that. Um, if she did something, like, shoplift in her earlier days, like, no, whatever, that's okay. But if she's doing something, like, actively to bring harm to others intentionally and continuously does it when she's in such a privileged place, then I'm for sure not listening to them anymore. Um, what if it's, like, the Chris Brown-Rihanna situation? Like, what if Taylor Swift was implicated in a domestic abuse Oh, 100%. Like, no, I would not listen to any of her music if she was. What if she was caught backstabbing her friend, Selena Gomez? Eh, that's between them. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would suck. I guess, like, I would have to wait to hear. But I'm sure, like, celebrities backstab each other, like, every day or, like, some to some sort of extent that we just don't know about. So I'm like, hmm, you're just hurting your friend. Okay, maybe you're not a great friend. You still make bangers. It's all good. What if she flirted with your boyfriend? Oh, hell no. What? <laughs> Taylor Swift decided to leave her boyfriend to come flirt with my boyfriend? That's yeah. like so deliberate of her to fly down here from <laughs> LA or wherever she is. Drive here. Come up to my apartment. <laughs> What if it was, like, more of a chance situation? Like, what oh. if it was just like, her in the same, like, bar? Oh, I would not like that. Or, depends. She's, like, actively flirting or just, like, starting a conversation? Actively flirting. Oh, I would be like, uh, Taylor, is Joe here? Like, is this a swinger situation? Like, I'm not okay with this. But it might give my boyfriend too much of an ego boost where he's like wow i can pull a celebrity yeah i guess that's the worst part of it where he's like i'm gonna leave because if i can get taylor swift think about who else i could get would you still listen to her at that point no i'd be so mad so the i guess like what kind of like inspired this from the book was like a chick-fil-a question where uh, I guess the CEO of Chick-fil-A at the time like came out and was like, yeah, like LGBTQIA people are like not part of the Bible. We're like going against like the Bible and everything. Um, and Michael Schur asked like writers, I guess, like during, wherever he was working during that time and was like, oh, like, would you still continue eating at Chick-fil-A? And people like had varying opinions about this. Oh. Hmm. I remember there was a point where a lot of people on social media came out and said they would not eat from Chick-fil-A 
I think we did for your birthday one year when it came that to wasn't... Canada. Yeah, and then I realized it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I would never want to go back to Chick-fil-A again. Homophobic people make the worst food. Yeah. Um, one of the arguments was, though, like, oh, like, you're not hurting uh, Chick-fil-A headquarters. You're only hurting the local branch of, like, Chick-fil-A workers. Like, if you don't eat there, if everyone boycotts them in this, like, whatever area, like, they're going to lose out on jobs and, like, income and livelihood and all that stuff. So, but, like, the main argument was that they make good chicken sandwiches, which I disagree with. Very dry. Yeah. Okay. I well, like your twist last... better than the Chick-fil-A one. You eventually did like touch on that as well, like kind of like the fa- like your favorite like football player or like do you still listen to your, like Chris Brown or something after the whole Rihanna thing, which is my answer is no. Mm-mm. And I like chastise Jordan every single time for doing so. But he always says it's okay to listen to the things before the situation happened. Yes, actually I see that <laughs> because mm-hmm. He does have that one song that I really like. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. worth it. Mm-mm. Not worth it. Okay. Last one. And this one is like from the book. Um, would you save a child that was drowning in front of you? Yes. Okay. Would you give to a charity that stops children from drowning all over the world? That's suspicious. Like, what kind of, like, why do they need charity? It's called lifeguards. Like, that's their job. Hey, like, I don't know. Maybe their job is to fly <laughs> around in helicopters and just, like, look for dying children, drowning children. I don't, I don't think that I would because, like, one, there's lifeguards. Two, this charity seems like kind of a waste of resources. Like, they're just doing the same thing as the lifeguard or like a parent should um and like what how are they gonna prove their success like what if one day they're just like well zero children drown today and then they're like shareholders get mad and they're like okay so now we're gonna purposely try to drown children and then save them and say that it comes from numbers it's a charity I'm, i don't think charities have shareholders sorry people on the board whatever they're called chairman mm, yeah. chair people yeah board of directors yeah they're like, what is the point of this charity you guys aren't even doing anything you guys just let's flying just say, around on a helicopter every day they're very successful let's just say they like because of ever since this charity has been enacted they have saved millions of children from drowning whatever oh, their shit. methods may be i'm skeptical but like how is it different I think just because there's already, like, a role out there that I'm like, where are all these children drowning, I guess? That's, like, the But why would you go save the drowning child if it was drowning in front of you? I guess because it's right in front of me. But, like, don't lifeguards and parents exist? Yeah, they do. But they're not in front, I guess. Hmm. What am I doing there? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, I guess when you put it that way, I guess I should donate to this charity if they're like, we've really made an impact. You wouldn't realize how much of a shortage we have of parents and lifeguards. 
like when kids like drown like i don't think they like they're always swimming in a swimming pool where it's like they're actively monitored by people mm, yeah does it extend to people or is it only children uh would you go save a person who's drowning from a area of water yeah i think so i want the charity to like be extended to people too okay <laughs> afraid to write a letter <laughs> anonymous comments <laughs> they're like hmm, this child's drowning cool this 50 year old man mm, he can manage <laughs> i mean it's like why we have amber alerts but we don't have like silver alerts <laughs> and that's okay well is it though because like old people go missing too she is. why are we prioritizing children because we spent so long investing in them i just pushed them out of my vagina I didn't push that old man out of my vagina. But like, it's not, what if they're not your child and they're not your grandparent? <sighs> why does a child's life, why is it worth more to you? I guess because why... I see it, like my initial instinct is like, yes, a child's life matters more because it's like an investment in our youth, like in our, our future. And like the old people, they have no future. But I guess that's kind of a morbid way of me saying that. So technically, with this thought process, you would be anti-abortions. Oh. No. I'm I'm pro-consensual children. Because children it's like, who their parents wanted to be born. Because, like, you know that thing where they're like, oh, this child could have been, like, the person who cured cancer, and this child could have uh, saved uh, the world uh, from climate uh, change. Uh, I am very pro-choice. But then you put a children's life over that of a person who is older. Well, why does this charity only save children then from drowning? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, no, I'm talking about the Amber Alert versus like a Silver Fox Alert or something. Ooh, that's like an attractive older man. Yeah. <laughs> silver Alert. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess. I guess it'd be kind of hard, though. Because I guess, like, old people aren't really, like, screaming for... Mm, children aren't either. They're usually taken by, like, an estranged parent. Oh. You know what? Yeah. Okay. If there's funding for silver alerts, sure. Let's do it. I can't help that all old people might look the same to me. Also, all children kind of look the same to me. Everyone kind of blurs together. <laughs> um, does this mean you place every person's life equally the same? Fine. Okay, but wait, your mother versus someone else. Like an old person? Yeah, let's say a, like your mother versus another uh, Asian mom, same age. Oh, that Asian mom can die. Like, was that your question? <laughs> like, to, like, to die or like I, to battle? I'm, I mean, it's just like, it's like how you place like worth of oh. like people's lives, right? Like you clearly put your mother's life ahead of this random other Asian lady's life. Yes. Okay, so all lives are not worth it. <laughs> Just the ones yeah, who, oh, I know. <laughs> that's the conclusion from this. <laughs> I thought you were going to say all lives matter or no. something. Like, <laughs> we're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> we are pro-choice. Black lives matter. <laughs> um, 
any concluding thoughts from this uh from these ethical dilemmas like do you feel sweaty um definitely they definitely got easier like i feel like the trolley problems are like definitely going to keep me up at night um i feel like that one is i don't know it's just like so difficult like because either way you're you're witness to people dying you're you're kind of um a bystander to a murder like you could have prevented like like who are you like you're playing god in that moment like that's why it like stresses me out because like i shouldn't have that kind of responsibility um so let's say your friend kills her boyfriend and tells you do you turn her in for murder no i'm afraid she'll kill me next (laughs) well you know she won't because she will be captured and in jail Oh, um, like, I want to say ride or die, but, like, murder's pretty bad, but also I'm really afraid of her. (laughs) That's kind of, like, in a way, almost playing God. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she already did it. Like, I didn't didn't have to kill anyone. What if I was, like, the other thing? What if you, what if she's, like, you help me kill my boyfriend or I kill you? What would you choose? I'd be like, all right, guess you have to kill me. I don't want to have to really? kill any. I don't want to kill anyone. Oh, okay. But you actively pulled the lever. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't like this trolley thing. I don't like to do any murder things. That's why it's going to keep me up the... at night. <laughs> but you chose the lever. You could have chose to kill the five people, and technically you would... Um... I think it's, like, similar. Like, me instead of them kind of thing. Like, that one person yeah. instead of them. That's kind of nice that you value your life so much or so little or you value other people's <laughs> life so much i'm trying to say that as a good thing <laughs> i just i just don't want to be part of murder like my legacy isn't to be a murder you know what i mean like uh like pack of crows <laughs> <laughs> like apologetically me episode the like the recap of like you telling the story about how i was murdered or like how i'm in jail or something like, I don't want that to tarnish her brand. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, like, I guess I can count on you for not doing controversial stuff to bring shame to this podcast. Yeah, only murder stuff. I'm sure I'm going to do some more controversial stuff in the future. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's like, if you ever get accused of murder, I'd be like, no. Like, it's no, definitely not her. Definitely like, not. She's a coward. <laughs> yeah, like, this <laughs> podcast episode, episode 67, 68, I don't know. <laughs> like... That's proof. Like, yeah. exhibit A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I got you to kind of voice your opinions on this, even though they're a little bit all over the place. <laughs> they are. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't mean that offensively, but you do contradict yourself. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us again this week. Maybe go read the book. You don't really have to, but if you're interested in having some maybe pretentious conversations at some pretentious dinner party, it would be a recommended read for that specific purpose. Or if you like Michael Schur and want to worship him. I don't know. Go follow us on social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, and go listen to us and like us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And join us next Thursday for another episode of Apologetically Me. Bye!